recorded straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to the Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host Stuart Sullen and Magic Mike. Yeah. 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 Yep. We're back. Yeah. Conclusion to natural disaster season. <coughs> Aye. Belated. Conclusion to natural disaster season. <clears throat> yeah. Still fucking cold season. Aye. So today we conclude natural disaster season with San Andreas from 2015. Director Brad Payton. Yeah, sorry, Brad Payton. Yeah. Starring. No, I'm gonna try and challenge myself, and I'll not put the car right there. Actually, not call him by his wrestling alias, but call him by his actual fucking name, starring Dwayne Johnson and some other folk. Yeah, I've got Dwayne Johnson as Big Chief Ray Gaines. <laughs> I've got Carla Gugino as Emma Gaines. I've got Paul Giamatti as Doctor Lawrence Hayes, and I've got. Alexandra Daddario as Big Tits Gains. Oh, Jesus. Lots to gain for this. Oh, yes. Aye. Uh, before we get on about San Andreas, some folk have died, unfortunately. No uh, me. No me. No, we're still here. I'm not talking to myself. Aye. Sure. On Patreon, I, I tend to talk to myself a lot, but mm. that's because nobody else wants to talk to me. <laughs> Since our last recording... There has been two notable deaths. Um, I was going to say in the film community, I guess. Obviously, the first one is the death of Aizo Takahata, the Studio Ghibli co-founder, died at the age of 82 on the 6th of April. I believe that was due to lung cancer. All right. Seeing any time I've watched any sort of making of footage when it comes to like a studio... I think the, pronunci- the pronunciation is Studio Ghibli... I was going to say, is it Ghibli or is it Ghibli? I say, I say Ghibli all the time, and I'm positive I'm be, wrong. Is it because the hate is silent? Possibly. But I can why. But I think I've heard all kind of else cry Ghibli. Yeah. But I tend to just say Ghibli. But I can why. Ghiblets. That's my fault. That's my <laughs> malfunction. Yeah. Uh, but every time I saw like a making of future them, all kind just smoking. Always hitting, like, standing outside hitting a fag. Yeah, that's probably why. So, lung cancer. Aye. Um, Mr. Takahata's last film was the Oscar-nominated The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which was a 2015 animated feature. So that got Best Animated Feature. Didn't win it, but was nominated. Uh. Fuck knows what won in there, I reckon. Inside Out, something. Usually Pixar wins them all. Yeah. When it comes to... Oscars and Best Animated Films. Uh, his most loved work would have been the 1988 film Grave of the Fireflies. Recognise that title at all? The only two that I recognise. I've never seen any Studio Ghibli film, but the only two that I recognise is uh, My Neighbour Totoro and Spirit of the Way. Yes. The only two I recognise. They are features from sort of like the other co-founder, Hayao Miyazaki, who I guess is the the remaining Studio Ghibli director, but... Are there many cigarettes he smoked at that funeral? Aye. The fucking... I was going to make a joke about ashes, but it's... it's, (sighs) I feel it's too soon. 
Aizo Takahata seemed to not be as frequent a director as Hayao Miyazaki. He seemed to be, like, he was consistently making films and making classic films. Like, yeah. My Neighbor Totoro, Spirit Away, both were some of his. But Aizo Takahata took his films in a different direction, so the animation style would be a little bit different. Subject matter would be different. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki used to, does do, like, a lot of adaptions of, books and things like that so with eyes uh, for Takahata his ones like Grave of the Fireflies which is what they describe a heartbreaking tale of two orphans during World War 2 is like the most depressing fucking film you could watch while it's beautifully animated and a story but by the end of it you're fucking so fucking miserable watching the fucking horrible journey that Crack all my pack of fags. Ah, fucking these two orphans, what they have to go through, and you're like Jesus Christ. Uh, my personal favorite uh, of his directing career is My Neighbor the Yamaras from 1999, and that's like a series of short stories about the misadventures of a family living in the city in Japan. Um, it covers everything, like accidentally leaving their kid in a shopping center to the dads. Uh, having daydreams about being a superhero after failing to scare off like a gang of bikers. Aye. So just like short little two minute stories up over like an hour and a half. And it's the, the art style of that one's really cool because it kind of starts almost like a blank page and then all they see the characters <laughs> getting drawn. Aye. And it's all like in a watercolour style. So it doesn't look like it's coloured in it. It just looks like it's done with paint almost. Aye. But that's Another, like, that's my personal favourite. Now, one of his most notable features is the 1994 film Pompoko. Aye. Now, this one uh, is about a community of magical shape-shifting raccoon dogs, which they, they cry uh, Tanuki. That's uh, the, the Japanese title for these, but they are sort of described as raccoon dogs. Uh, it's a struggle to prevent their forest home from being destroyed by an urban development. Right. Now, one of the most notable things about this film is that these raccoon dog animals is the fact that their testicles is an, an integral part of the Tanuki folklore. And they don't shy away from it in this film. Every one of these animals, like you could Google it and look at still shot of this film, all of them have a nutsack. There are right. balls in this film and the balls are magical. They have shape shifting balls. There's a there's a scene where there's like explaining a story to the children and they're all sitting on a rug and the man reveals you're not sitting on a rug, you're actually sitting on my balls. Oh. So and like they, they turn their balls into parachutes. There there's one that turns their ball sack into a pirate ship and all the other Tanuki are riding on it. They have shape shifting balls. <laughs> there's a paragraph about these shape shifting balls on Wikipedia. And they don't, they just, I think the subtitles refer to it as their raccoon pouches, but it is testicles. And you see them all running and they all have balls and they'll fucking turn them into big space hoppers or they'll whip them out and turn them into parachutes. And as I said, pirate ships, magic carpets. Did you say space hoppers? Aye. Yes. There's a scene where they need to get somewhere fast and uh, just inflate their balls and jump. It reminds me, remember the episode of South Park where uh, Stan gets to touch 
testicular cancer, and it is like because it's that's where the the that's where they get rid of the KFC shop, right? For a, a medicinal marijuana shop, and he needs to be like diagnosed with cancer to get it, right? And like he's like standing in front of like a microwave, like fucking with the door open, and he's got like he's in the sun with all these like metal fucking things that's like shining the light on his nuts and all, Aye. and then. It's at the point where like they're massive and there's a group of his pals and they're bouncing about like the street and they're all like chanting Buffalo Soldier and I guess the point where they're that big they actually kinda get in the shop. Right. And because he kinda get in the shop he kinda get his weed. Oh for fuck's sake. Oh it's a funny episode. It's actually there's that story but the second story about the KFC is an actual brilliant take on Scarface. Right. I don't think I've ever seen any of those ones. Oh, Ah, it's one of my favourite episodes. Hey, watch it, it's funny. I'll have to keep an eye out. We'll find out what season it is. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, there's some of the, the more notable works of Aizo Takahata. And the other person that died recently in the film community is Oh Soon Tech. He is a... What just seems like the the Korean guy needed for any TV show in the 80s. I know. Uh, oh died on Wednesday... Uh, in Los Angeles after a battle with Alzheimer's, who's at the age 85. His most notable roles included the voice of Mulan's father in Mulan, the Disney films 1 and 2, as uh, Fazao. He aided Roger Moore in The Man with the Golden Gun. And he fought Chuck Norris, and lost, obviously, uh, in the explosive finale of Missing in, Ac- Missing in Action 2. The beginning. Alright. So, I reckon if there's missing in action three, the ending, but. Uh. Um, he was a, a native of South Korea. He was uh, the original Broadway cast member of the 1976 Stephen Soldhem musical Pacific Overtures, and on small screen he appeared eight times on Hawaii 5 five times on MASH, four times on Magnum PI, uh, so he appeared in all those shows. But guess what? Every time he appeared on it, played a different character. Uh. So it wasn't like the same guy five times. He was like obviously just eight different Korean people on Hawaii Five O. So he did have a notable role when it came to the man with the golden gun. When his character uh, Lieutenant Hip arrives in the arrives after the assassin Scaramanga, played by Christopher Lee. Kills a scientist in the front of the Bottoms Up Club in Hong Kong. O arrests James Bond, but later reveals himself to be his ally. Alright. So that seems to be like the most famous role for him was like that bit part in Man with a Golden Gun. I've always I always known the name like uh, Scaramanga. Aye. But I mean I've never watched James like all the old James Bonds no. properly since they were back on ITV when I was a kid. <laughs> It always seemed to be like every summer, ah, we'll just play every James Bond film. Aye. So aye, that was the two notable folk that had passed since we've last recorded. But other than that, it's time to get into the nitty gritty at least week of this week's film. Yeah. San Andreas. From director Brad Payton, as we mentioned earlier, you kind of ran off, run off the majority of the cast there. Uh, At the start of the episode, like Big Tits McGee, Bald Guy, Big Tits Mum, 
uh, those horrible British people, the dickhead boyfriends, Paul Giamatti. Aye. Uh, Paul Giamatti does not get enough screen time in this film. <laughs> like, it really doesn't it? Aye. Um, did you have a plot ready? Aye. Uh, my plot was after a series of earthquakes hit California, that's up to Big Rocky Johnson to save the day. And to try and not stare at the daddy was big tits. Yes. Look up. It's your daughter for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Andy did ask me, he's like, the biggest thing about it, like, obviously, the daughter's white. He's Samoan. Like, aye. The mum's white. Exactly. Maybe just, uh, Ray is just tanned. Maybe yeah. Ray, maybe Ray likes a sunbed. Yeah. That that could be it. I'm trying to think, is there any other films with it? I mean, that film we done the game plan where they had the wee daughter and he plays the American football player. Yes. The wee daughter's black. Aye. I'm trying to think. Uh, daughter's white in the Race to Witch Mountain. Right. Second one. I've never seen that. I just, I, the only people I can remember is like the alien children. So I can't mind his daughter in that one. But, Oh no, maybe, maybe, maybe that's Noah's daughter then. Maybe that's um, does he have a kid in the Tooth Fairy? I think he does. Adopted. Adopted? Alright, so that could be anything. Yeah, adopted. So, ah. And there's like that fucking age old family guy joke where the Stewie was just trying to decide what colour is The Rock? Yeah. What colour is Dwayne Johnson? Black? White? Yeah. So, yes. How did we get lost there? Oh, we're talking about his kids. Yeah, aye. Aye. Yeah. But, yeah, so. Doesn't matter that his daughter's white. He could have white kids if he wants. Yeah. It's Dwayne Johnson. IVF mess up. Exactly. He's the most charismatic man in Hollywood. Yeah. Is he not the most? Is he not like the top of the Forbes list for like the most money making? I, I think it's it's like a tug of war between <laughs> him and Mark Wahlberg. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Ah, it uh, definitely after the whole fucking all the money in the world. Exactly. So it always seems to be a tug of war between them two as who earns the most fucking bucks. Yeah. Uh, because the whole, like Transformers franchise, uh, Fast and Furious. I it, mean, like, they're also, he's doing that ballers as well. Ballers, exactly. And then he's also got all his fucking like all the shit he probably does. Exactly. So he is easily like. He probably still got a route of money for WWE. Oh, That's aye, it. definitely, surely. But, aye, no. Mike, was this the first time you watched San Andreas? Nah, it was only the second time okay. I watched it. What did you think of the film? It was alright. It's probably, out of the, the four films we've had this season, it's probably the weakest one. Okay, yeah. Aye, I could, I could agree with that. Because it. it's hard. Because the last three films is... 90s disaster films whereas yeah. 90s much like the 80s holds like a good like a it's nostalgia Aye. so anything we get nowadays where chock through CGI and it's it's no going to be the same as it was for something we watched back yeah. in the day I mean they get around like, like some of the visuals in the film are like fucking brilliant to look at why oh, like no expense was spared <coughs> oh I know so, this looked like a very expensive film. Mm. For me, I, I have watched it twice now, but this was like was really the first of me properly watching it. Margaret, though, has seen the film like two or three times, to the point where I just bought her it on Blu-ray. Ah. Um, because she watched it that often. 
I thought, right, I'll watch it. I'll see what it is because I always missed like the beginning or I didn't uh, watch it to the end. And aye, it's you can't give it too much shit. There, there is some stupid things about it, but you have to look at it as like just a big popcorn film. Mm, like it's a, it's a movie. You know when people tried to make the, the, this like make distinguish the difference between a film and aye. a movie. Aye. This is a fucking popcorn movie. This is something that didn't even need to think about. It's, it's, a, it's, it's Saturday afternoon, it's raining outside, ah, fuck it, I'll just watch this and just chill out. And if I fall asleep on the couch, fall asleep on the couch. I, uh, won't, I won't miss anything. I mean, because it's on Netflix, you could Aye. put it right back on it when you watch it. Exactly. It, it's, it's no nothing that's going to fucking, I was going to say, shake your world. Or rock your world. Oh, the puns. I'm, I, I know, maybe, maybe I was sub- subconsciously trying to avoid saying rock your world, but it is, it's, it's not going to be something you go screaming, but how, is there a cunt seen this film? Like, uh, obviously kind of seen it. It's, it's not groundbreaking, I apologise, that's another pun. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, fuck are we glad when natural disaster season's over. I know, but so many puns. It is, it's, it was not a bad film. It's not an amazing film, yeah. but it done the job, like for what you need. Because nowadays, each natural disaster film has to be bigger than the last. Yeah, but like the scale of the fucking disasters that are happening, because what's what came before it? Like you had uh, day after tomorrow, twenty twelve. Yeah. Then would you say this? I don't think there's anything in between those. No. And then since then, I think Geostorm's anything that's kind of came up. Which and then there's that one that's been advertised this year. Hurricane that. Heist. Aye. Yeah, Margaret watched that. What do you think? I thought it was alright. It was Some Into the are Storm. That's it. She says it's quite a lot like that, but <laughs> just the fact that there's a bank heist going on. Whilst I read some folks' reviews and they were saying that the last half hour was maybe the only like redeeming quality about the film. Alright, aye. But it's weird that it's one of the phones where it's got a cinema release the same day as getting streamed on like Sky. Yeah. Now, I that was a stupid fucking move because who's honestly going to go to the cinema and see it when you can watch it on your telly? I think it might be the folk that go to the pictures without planning and they've either missed all the decent shows or like somehow cinemas are full and that's the only thing that's got space. Like it's gonna be the accidental visitor, like the folk that we're looking for something that's on. Is it, ah, right, that'll do. Aye. But I, I, I'm not sure like, the whole reason that it's in cinemas and it's on Sky at the same time if it's films that Sky are producing. Because I've noticed this is a, a new thing. Like Last month they done the same with an animated film called The Monster Family. Aye. And that had Sky movies written all over it. I'm not sure if they're distributing films now, possibly, like much like Netflix Aye. and Amazon. Some, I, I think know. this is them stepping up to the same game. Mm. But, I, um, you want to tell me what's good about the film, what's bad about the film? Um, I mean, the, the film kind of, like, starts off, like, pretty much, it just like, doesn't really slow down on hand, it's pretty much. Aye. Right, because you get that opening scene with the lasses in the car. That's almost like a Final Destination thing, where she's narrowly avoiding death. She does stupid things. Uh, she drives along the side of a, a mountain, but she's looking over her shoulder to try and get her phone at the bag, taking her eyes off the roads. And you get those red herons where there's like a car uh, 
and you think, oh fuck, she's going to hit a car. Mm. Nope. And then the car goes past and it looks like she's going to drive off the road and then, nope, oh wait, no. The fucking earthquake hits and that's what yeah. fucking sends her off the I, side of the cliff. When I was watching it this morning, that whole scene where <clears throat> we were talking that they were going to have to actually go like in between yes. the things to like get her. It reminded me of the opening scene for Cliffhanger right. with Stallone. Mm-hmm. Where he's fucking along the the type of whatever the fucking thing is. Aye, aye, some sort and of zip line. Aye, and he's like holding on to his like pal. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I, because like, so, I hadn't seen it in a while, I thought that maybe they weren't going to like save her. I thought maybe that was going to be like a, a black mark on his aye. record and that. Or maybe like his <coughs> pal that was pinned underneath the car. Maybe you'd fall to his death. Uh, after watching this, like a couple of weeks after watching Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, like one of the running gags, like obviously when they become the computer characters and Dwayne Johnson's character, one of his special abilities was uh, smouldering. Uh, like I felt like he was smouldering a lot in this. Like, when they're in the helicopter and the woman's interviewing him and saying, oh, you've got, like, 600 saves or something. It's like, it's, they just tell me where I need to go and I'll get the job done, ma'am. It just does, like, a wee nod and woman's like, that's enough. <laughs> She's about to fucking straddle him on this plane. But it's like, <laughs> it just made me think, he's fucking smouldering again. This is what's getting all the women wet. Like, forget about the earthquake, the flood's coming. Oh, Christ. Aye. <laughs> Bad enough, they're fucking trying to say that. But, aye. The film's far-fetched, but it's a natural disaster film, nah. so it's going to be far-fetched. It's no, it's no as far-fetched as Armageddon. I, I, but. but when you see those shots where they, they're trying to duck into the canyon and take the helicopter down there, and you see it whacking up the weeds because the rollerblades are that close, and like, eh, you could... Right, okay, we can, it's close, but like, it's bad enough. Like, how the fuck did that car stop rolling down the hill in the first place? Uh, I know. So... Like, that should be enough. Like, let's not... And, like, they all had five minutes of petrol left. And it's like, right, okay. Right, we could tell We could tell it's a dire situation. Again, I've, I've listened here. Disaster movie tropes. Aye, like, yeah. common themes. And one that stands out like a fucking sore thumb is the, the divorce angle again. Uh, Why did, what, uh, what happens to the marriages of cunts in disaster films? They're not allowed to have, like, a happy marriage, are they? <laughs> Hawkins getting divorced in these films. Because uh, that's it. We've got Bill Paxton in Twister. Yeah. Wife was one divorce. Yeah. Signed the papers. Um, Volcano. Tommy Lee Jones was separated. There's like a life. single father. Uh, Bruce Willis. Didn't they have... Like, there was no Chick sp- Chapel. Chick fucking Chapel. Aye. Like, that's it. Like, you... He put that boy on the table. <laughs> and as soon as he got put on TV, all was forgiven. <laughs> I know. Uh, so I was like, it just seems to be this common fucking theme that they can't hold in a marriage and commit to their day job yeah. at the same time. But this one seems to be like the marriage falls apart because of the death of one of their daughters. Aye. Yeah. Aye. They talk about like that. That seems to be the key that what or the straw that broke the camel's back. Aye. That's why they couldn't be together anymore. Couldn't fucking talk to each other. And was it because he took his daughter white water rafting or something? Aye. Aye. I'd, I've got mere bad things to talk about. One of the one things I didn't even notice about the entire fucking film okay. until I was doing my trivia notes was Kylie Minogue. Ah, yeah, I noticed that. I looked and I was like, 
I looked like a really fucking old Kylie Minogue. And I looked at the cast list and like, fuck it, it's Kylie Minogue. Yeah. For two minutes screen yeah, time? Yeah, I did not fucking even notice. I Silly cunt ran out the wrong door. I know. Like, oh, did you just happen to be on set that day? Like, I don't know. It just seemed so fucking weird to have Kylie Minogue there and be a bit of a cunt. Yeah. yeah she was like sort of like a snooty businesswoman. That kind of didn't want, was there not like somebody wanted to serve her drinks and she'd tell her uh, to get was lost? She, was she no thing with his sister? I reckon I thought it was like a boss or something. <laughs> Maybe, I can't mind. Because it didn't look related at all. Nah, it might not be. That um, Ray's wife, Emma. Aye. Like, just with obviously black hair. That, that's the only differentiation um, I could point out. Blacks and blondes. But we're talking about like the tropes and all that. Aye. Um, one of the things that like made me slightly angry about the film Ooh. is um, at the end when they're like trapped under the water. Yes. And you think that's it. Yep. How did he then realise that he could just like shoulder tackle through a fucking bit of metal? Aye. What? Aye. But how did they no, no notice that two minutes before like somebody's like dying? Aye, that bit annoyed me. That is in the list of things I didn't like about this film because, yeah. right enough, they're caught underwater. What was his daughter? Blake. Aye. Blake's fucking. There's something, something uncomfortable about her crying, like looking at her, looking at Dwayne Johnson and going, Daddy! Something Addy can. I know. And like. This is like. She doesn't look that young, but. I think there's some like an age difference of like fifteen or fourteen. I was aye. aye. Like she's like fourteen years younger, younger than the mum, and she's like fifteen years younger than, than Dwayne. Oh, that's the other way about. I can't remember. Aye. So it just seemed to be like a bit old to be their teenage daughter, but it was like obviously they're stuck on the ground. The water's <laughs> rising. He should have had like that parental instinct to fucking kick the fucking obstruction out the way the first time, not wait until she'd fucking drowned and does like that. Fucking ah, no, like weird death shovel. Like where she's sitting. She what was it when she to land on people's elbow? Ah, she's just sitting fucking twitching out, dead underwater, just fucking jerking around and he's like, Oh no, she is seriously dying. I better probably really try this time. And they just think, maybe I should just kick it instead and it moves like that's what you should have done the first time. Like, uh, I, it just—it was like it didn't seem like a big enough deal the first time. Uh, like, ah, no, it's, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. And then when she fucking actually dies, it's, it's like, right, maybe I should properly try now. I'm like, nah, that's it. Just doesn't seem. Yeah, I don't know if it's a problem with the film or just the way I thought of it, but it just like. And then I, you get the you got the trope of the fucking the weasel of the film. Oh, the fucking the, 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 the new boyfriend yeah. to the wife, aye, where like he has no spine. Aye, the first earthquake happens and he just bolts, leaving the daughter. I know. I do like his comeuppance though, just like that wee human. They're all on the Golden Gate Bridge, aye. on the Golden Gate Bridge, and the fucking containers <laughs> falling off that giant cargo ship. Yeah. At the top of a fucking tsunami. Like yeah. okay. I know it's I know it is a big dumb natural disaster film, but it just like gets a bit extreme. It's like tsunami, cargo ship full of containers, and you've got the you've got 
Dwayne and we've got Ray and Emma going up it on a fucking boat. I'm like, is this uh, possible? And then you have to think, it's an Adrian Zasser film. It shouldn't be possible. Don't think, of, don't think forgot, about it being possible. times where I forgot that it was singing was directing it and I was thinking, can Michael Bay should be fucking proud of this. Aye. Well, there wasn't enough explosions, but still. Yes. We like the whole like, ridiculousness of it. Aye. And that's it. I, th- I think you kind of have to make it that ridiculous. You need to kind of... Yeah. If you're going to do a natural disaster movie, and again, you, I guess that's the thing, you have to step it up above everything that's came before it. Yeah. It has to be although, the ultimate disaster I, film. Although I really was... Like, I was hoping that we were going to get tasked with watching The Day After Tomorrow. Right. that one... That wasn't like ridiculous like at all. I think it was mere like accurate. There wasn't anything Aye. stupid about the it was film. A little, it was a bit more sincere. I Aye. remember I've seen it, but I don't think I've seen it since Aye, back know, in the day when I it know. came out. I just remember Jake Gyllenhaal being chased about a with ship with wolves. Aye, like they were hunting him, and he was running. And, and that's when it was in like, the big like library thing. Eh? Aye. Aye, so like. That's really the only part of that film I could actually fucking remember, but I do right. remember that being more, as you said, a bit more factual, a bit right. more realistic. But like, you didn't see a big fucking, like, oil tank and crashing through, like, the city and all that. Exactly. Uh, another movie trope, uh, this one is with, like, Paul Giamatti's character, because that's, we've kind of got scientist, two stories, the... like, yes, the scientist predicting it, yeah. and it's him and his pal Dr. Kim at Hoover Dam. Yeah. And... Like he's running, trying to get there. There seems to be like a zone of what could fall away in the case the dam breaks, and if you get behind this barricade, everything's gonna be fine. So Paul Giamatti is standing behind the barricade with the little black oh, beams. Oh, the, the wee pollards or whatever. Yes, and then Doctor Kim's running back. He's about to make it, but finds a randomly abandoned child. And he's like, "I've got to save this randomly abandoned child, even if it risks my own life." Mm. Uh oh. Sacrifice myself saving this I mean, random if you child. Didn't, you will look like a bastard, do But he was on the verge of scientific. Like he was peeking. He could have just ran past that kid because as soon as like he picks up the kid, falls, gets impaled on a pole, Aye. throws the kid to Paul Giamatti. He catches her. The mum comes over and takes the door. Doesn't thank either of them. I know, all that for nothing, eh? Aye. Like, what a waste. Like, what? You're a shit parent to begin with. Uh, like, the fact that you left your kid, and the fact you didn't even say thank you after they saved it, just proves that you're even more of a shitty parent. I know. But, just when the damn... It's just how... How the fuck did he get his foot fucking caught in a metal pole? Ah, uh, I've seen that as well. Um, That's not like some of you trip and catch your foot and something like that. I was like, got caught in a fucking hook. Aye. Uh, and then just it all crumbles away and he's gone. Yeah. I, I thought that was a nice view. Like, op- it was kind of like an opener sort of thing. Because uh, it happened like for the first 15 minutes of the film. Yes. And uh, once again, it was your typical fucking like tropes. Like the camera angles. Like you running, getting chased by the fucking whatever's happening. Aye. Aye. What was it on Volcano? It was um, Tommy Lee Jones like, running at the building. Aye. Uh, what was it on... Selenium. And then tornado. Ah, when they were driving away for the fucking tornado. Aye. Aye, so that's it. There's always got to be a thing where they're closely getting away for... <clears throat> and even Paul Giamatti Aye. seems to outrun a natural disaster. Yeah. 
than anyone can. I know. But, but I mean, like, I wish he got more screen time because, like, like, I, I, like, I quite like Paul Giamatti as an actor. Ah, he's in, he does like a lot of good films. But, like, it's, it's The Rock's film, eh? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, like, not one person in a cinema paid to see mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti talking about fucking, like, seismology and all that. He does try to lay it on thick sometimes where he'll talk, he'll give you all the science. It's like when they're doing the news broadcast and he's talking about try, this is not going to happen. Everyone's just a go. God be with you. God be with us. <laughs> like, it's like, all right. And it's like when the, the quake's happening, they're under the table. They're talking about this. It's like, oh, this is happening. It's like, what are we gonna Pray for the people of San Francisco. It's like, look at you trying to smolder. I know. But... He does. It's funny because he could be like a really good actor. Like he could do really good films, and then he could be like the Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh man, I forgot he was in that. So I mean, sometimes is it just like boys got a mortgage to pay? Yeah, because I felt like this is maybe one of those ones where he's not went in it for the artistic integrity. He just went in it for the millions of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> like just sitting raining dollar bills in his house, just doing. Natural disaster movies of the rock, yeah. and it's funny that the characters don't interact. Like it's two separate stories. Aye. Like I was waiting for the moment where they're all kind of teamed together. I was. The like, only link is like the news reporter. Aye, she was the one that was in the helicopter, helicopter at the start. At the start aye. And then she's just following Paul Giamatti as events unfold. Yeah. So it was always like I was kind of waiting for that where maybe Ray has to fucking save them, but aye. it never comes. One of the bits of the film I did that I actually quite like was the the bit where where he picks up Emma in that building place. Yes. And they have to decide to go to San Francisco and then the the fucking like engine cuts it or something like the engine's failing. Oh, aye. And they have to do that controlled cra- controlled landing in like at the back of like a Walmart. Aye. Fucking parking lot or something. And like everything's gone nice until somebody in a fucking trolley just randomly, like. How can you not see a fucking helicopter like falling towards you for the sky? Exactly. You Too know? busy stealing tellies. Aye, and it's fact that it goes right through the shop. And like, if, like I never noticed it first, but like, they were like covered in oil. I was like, fuck, they went right in the drinks aisle. Eh? <laughs> well, that was it. It's like, come, like in any other movie, that helicopter would have been blown up and they were toast. Aye. It just the fact it's like, we're covered in fuel. Let's get our clays off. And, like, she's lucky. Part of me's like, why did she ever leave him? Because he seems to be, like, he's a fucking action man. Like, uh. He does everything brilliantly. Flying this, that. He's, he's saving the kid. He's doing that. Our Weasley boyfriend, I think what attracted that if he's got, like, a fucking 10-inch dick or is it just money? Like, money. Millions of dollars. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, was that? He, he had his name. He was... He's, it was like another, it's not really a movie trope, but it just seems to be a connection between this and Volcano, that he had like the biggest building in the city or something, uh, it's named after him. But I was like, I wonder if they have to knock it over to prevent <laughs> something from happening. Yeah. And then The Rock has to dive and save his daughter from being crushed underneath it. But I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's other form he's doing. What's that other new form he's doing? Rampage. No, the other one. The one where it's him jumping to the big building. Oh, skyscraper. Yeah, like... When I seen like the the building they were looking at at the end, I thought, "Fuck, that's the sequel." They're like, 
But it is, it's weird. I just like to imagine The Rock, well, Dwayne Johnson is playing the same character in all his films. I know. Like, he just has this extraordinary life where he just wants to chill out. He's just a cabbie, and then all of a sudden there's aliens in the back of his car, and now he's... Uh, he's just fucking... Everything's happening to him. Um, when they get out of the helicopter, and they're um, set to like, steal that truck. And it's getting loaded up with all the fucking like, big TVs and stuff. And they try to hotwire it. And I just don't grabs a guy with a gun. Aye. And smacks him in the face with it. Exactly. Like, I, I picked up on, on this when I was watching it and it was in my notes. And I noticed it when I was doing my trivia and stuff. He hotwired the car. Aye. See when, they had, to, see when they had to abandon the car. Yeah. Took the key out of the car. Ah. I mean, continuity error. Hmm. Okay, because that's it. They had to stop the car to swap it with the old couple. There was uh, like an old couple warning them about you know, going to drive into a fucking giant crevice. Uh, with a big split in the road. I like how he has that moment where, again, he's smouldering. He's like, he's just thinking, and they see the old man's got the aviation cap on. Uh, and they make the fucking deal where the old man's like, thanks for the wheels. Because <laughs> um, it's funny. The, the daughter mentions that his her dad works for his like his land sea and air aye. and you get to see him do things in the land in the sea and in the air aye. aye it's almost like of course it starts off with all his helicopter stuff then he's sort of he's running about the streets but then of course it all ends up in water at the end like yeah. it just shows you that he's fully equipped for yeah, any situation then he just sit down and bust it a fucking pair of shorts and start doing the Baywatch run with Big Tits McGee <laughs> <laughs> And like that that's a joke, but that's also fact as well because yeah, that later happened, of course. Yeah. Um we've not talked about the fucking the, the British boys. Oh the, the I fucking brothers. hated them. Like like just like, just because I'm... they're horribly British and when you read into it, neither well the older brother, Australian. Uh the younger brother, Irish. Why have them play two fucking English boys? And they just it's like, oh Jesus, because they're horrible. Because at first I thought, um, I thought he was like related to the mum's dick fucking boyfriend. Aye, because it's a British boy that's like playing him. But um, yeah, but no. Aye, but they're so horribly British, like accents. Just it's just so fucking Mary Poppinsy, and. Uh, Want to see our itinerary? I know, and like, oh, it's just the the kid has like this weird triangle face <laughs> where he doesn't seem to have I a know, chin. I know, that's what, and what's one name? Ollie, Ollie, Aye. and Ollie and Ben. I think so, but it's just the common thing of just like they're both quivering at the fact that Blake's this fucking stunning woman with all these like I can't wait till I'm twenty, like I can't wait till I'm twenty years old. It's like. Why? What? It's a, it's a why bit are you waiting to twenty? It's a bit where he gets that fucking shard of the glass in his leg and all that. Aye, and it's when all the water's like flooded and stuff, and they're sitting in that building, mm-hmm. and the two of them just look at each other and they start kissing, and then the, the camera pans back, and it's like the wee fucking giddy boy, and he's like, "I'll get you some water." He's sitting adjusting his trousers. No, uh, it's fine. I didn't see anything. <laughs> aye. Pip pip. I know. It's so fucking British. It's so bad. I mean, I was trying to think, what is their motivation for saving her? Is it because she's got massive drugs? 
It, it, it really is. Because, ah, because like, like the, wee, the wee kid through the phone pretty much is saying that, that he, like, the big brother's like absolutely dotted for us. Aye, because I reckon how they've even thought about going to save her because they went for their interview and she left to go to the parking lot and <sighs> they just like, we need to go save Blake. Like they knew that the fucking wait no they saw the dickhead ah, they saw the dickhead they saw the uh, dickhead stepdad yeah whatever fucking bolt and they thought oh, big tits McGee could be in trouble I know this is this will guarantee our lay let's go and just, she was trapped in that car she was fine with the fun bags like ah well that's like how she, she would never have fucking been hurt exactly when they're flooding at the end. I'm pretty sure both the brothers were actually on her shoulders and like those big <laughs> flotation devices uh, kept them above exactly. water exactly. Aye, those two big boys were keeping him afloat. Yeah. So, and like obviously when you when it kind of like gets like towards the end, you get the whole obstacle after obstacle. Yes. Right. Like it's about like one end of the road that anger me has been there, looking in the window and the wee kid sees the boat, the wee dinghy thing going through the wee bit. He's like. I can see a boat. Aye. And then they run and they're banging on the window. All right. Why would you not just smash the window and shout? Exactly. Like, grab anything yeah. and just don't just be polite and chat. But instead, you shine a laser or something. Aye, one of those fucking laser pens and it caught their attention that way. Like, fine. But then when it came to, like, uh, Blake's died underwater and they're trying to resuscitate her and you've got Ray doing that and then when the mum's know she's looking for the window. Like, she's outside on the boat and she could see, like, the British boys trying to smash the window. He's like, I'll just drive this boat through it. I will. I know how to drive a boat all of a uh, sudden. Businesswoman just drives through and doesn't, like, the way she does, fucking drives through, smashes the window, and is like, how can I help? I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and part of you, you just has to let it go. It's like, it's a movie. Let them be daft. Uh, let it be silly. And, like, <clears throat> like, as well, I see the two brothers is like reaction to when he's trying to resuscitate Blake and that. Aye. The both of them are like gripping each other and like like but the two of them are just basically like grabbed on each other because they're actually like upset that she could die. Yes. But they've only really met her a few hours before. Aye. But she's top totty. That's <laughs> <laughs> why like the hottest girl we've ever seen. But um And her dad's a fucking giant. But a giant what? Oh, right. Just giant a giant man. man. Right. Aye, it, it, it's... I, I don't want to fucking drag it over the coals because it's not a shit film, but there's... Nah, yeah. It's, 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 it's probably one I wouldn't watch unless maybe we should have to watch it. Exactly. If it was on and it's halfway through, fine. It's not... It's, it's like one of these weird ones, like, you can't properly review it or, like, feel like you could properly go on a bit because it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And it's natural disasters. They have to overcome it. They overcome everything that gets thrown their way. The the daftest one is the tsunami at the Golden Gate Bridge. Like just when you see them racing up it, as it pretty much becomes like a wall, that they can make it over, and it's getting that bad where they get so far up. Cargo ship comes over, they pass it, and then they stop to turn around. It's like, aren't you three quarters the way up a tsunami? How are you just kind of nonchalantly just? Uh, I know. Looked over just to see what the fuck was going on with the Golden Gate Bridge. There's like the threat was over, like you've reached the top of the wave. Uh, but uh, and 
like as usual to like when when everything's kind of fine and dandy, and they're all kind of looking about surveying the damage and like oh we, like what we're gonna do now and the rock's like we rebuild. Aye, and, and then you get that shot of American, American flag, like. Because that's what Americans like, do. Like every single person in the cinema opening night in America would have been fucking gone after Rocker. America! America! <laughs> right, just holy Some shit. Some fire off a newsie in the fucking like, cinema. You could still rebuild. You don't need to see the American flag to think, what are we going to do? Well, we're fucking American, are we, no? Oh. We'll rebuild. You British boys, sit down. It's America. We build things. We're going to rebuild it because uh. shit happens and we just get on with it. Because we're American. I think in, Is that a movie trope? I think in how many... Um, I feel we saw the American flag quite a lot in Armageddon. Aye. I think if... The other two, they cared about it that much. Not so much in Twister, I didn't think. Nah. Maybe... Volcano. Maybe a wee bit. And about... Tommy Lee Jones, what are we going to do? We're going to rebuild? No, we're going to lead that fucking volcano to water. That's what started the tsunami. <laughs> and... Oh, I still just think about the volcano, like volcano, how it ended, saying the volcano was active, and then the film finishes. Like, what? That means uh, it's still at happening. least, at least we never got that with this one. Yes. Like, or do we with San Andreas two? If go, there is a San Andreas two, we will go, we will go and see it, and then we will review it the next day. <laughs> right after the film. Aye. We get back to so as soon as the rock says we'll rebuild, there's a rumble, <laughs> it starts again. Aye. Like the air splits between it's got him, his wife, and then the daughter and the two British kids who are now like fucking little Ollie's about fucking 18 and a two fit taller. Uh. <laughs> Aye. It's rewatchable. I'll give you that. It's no. I'm not gonna fucking Aye, go like, him and watch <clears throat> it. But like I was saying, like, if you had to watch these four films again, you'd probably put this one on last. Yes. Yeah. It, that's it. Like between the other three, <clears throat> that's the more difficult one of which order you'd start with. But uh, San Andreas is at the bottom of the pile. I'm not in a hurry to revisit this film. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I've I've seen it. Good for the Rock. I mean, there there used to be like a swear jar every time I say that uh, you put a pound in the jar. Like good, good for, for Dwayne. Like he is he is a bona fide movie star. I was just I was disappointed that he didn't like rock bottom the tsunami. Oh, that's it. It yeah. could have been like a rogue wave and he just catches it, <coughs> slams it down. Or that's how he fucking resuscitates his daughter. Ah, like compression, Disney works, so picks up rock bottoms on the table and <coughs> she's back. Drops an elbow into those big tits and it just fucking bounces them right off her. Uh, he fucking headbutts the windy, cracks it open. Uh, They're right. We'll no, we'll no try that again. Like, obviously... We didn't really get it, but you could see it happening in the fact that the mum was pretty much going to be sucking some rock dick later on that night. Oh, aye, like, that's it. Like, forget the divorce papers. Aye. But, aye, because that's it. Again, like, what was the, how, we've said it already, like, the other guy clearly had money. Aye. And she just obviously wanted a sugar daddy rather than... I don't know, fucking an, 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 an all-American hero. Exactly, he was an all-American <coughs> hero. Who with, just, with Simone Bloodline. Exactly. With probably a big swinging dick as well. I, like, I guess he just didn't have money. Was that the only thing that was missing? Like, 
Well, well, I don't know. I reckon in that kind of job, you would probably have to have be some handsome. Bank. You'd have to be some handsomely paid. Ah, he was in the army before. That would be a good pension. Yeah. But divorce is clearly just one half of it all. Aye, yeah. So. Was, was, what was it now? If you've lived with them for so long, you pretty much are entitled to half. Oh, that's, I only remember it for like that Eddie Murphy joke. Half. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's all I know is like... If, any relationship goes downhill and you own something together, they're taking half of it. Yeah. So, right, I think we've talked to it. Ah, yeah. San Andreas is covered, unless you've got any yeah. talking points. Yeah, we've we got the happy ending once again. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a nice thing if we got the fact that uh, Big Tits died. Ah, that would be... Or at least one of the wee English fucking fannies died. Exactly, like the big brother. Like, he had to stab the cut in a leg, he was going to make it. He got to kiss the girl, and the fact that he was about to die, he could have quickly tried, went in for a wee cheeky motorboat before he died. <laughs> just cut. And they got a rock bottom on it, a spike. And, <coughs> ah, exactly, if her fucking <coughs> dad saw that happen, it smashed the windy with him. Uh, but, aye. Yeah, so, uh, well, budget box office and trivia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get trivia the road. Right. So, the cast surprisingly did a lot of their own stunts. Okay. Because the director wanted the audience to see their face. Fair enough. And one of the key bits that we're talking about was the opening scene with the car wedged. Aye. When the rock was like 150 feet, like on like the rope. Yeah. Like he was legitimately, that was him. Okay. Like that must cost some money alone. They just. Like insurance, like you're uh, wanting like this rising Hollywood star to do his uh, own stunts. Whilst fair enough, he's no stranger to being like a stunt man through uh, his wrestling career, but. The, the boy Riddick. The bad, the, the, yeah, the step, yeah, aye, step, the, step, the new step, partner. Yeah. His headquarters building that they were in, that was the same building used in the Tower and Inferno. Aye. Yeah. Hmm. That, that's, well, not some coincidence, but, because yeah. Tower and Inferno, is that not 70s? Uh, yeah. I'm surprised it's not being fucking knocked down and rebuilt somewhere else. I know. I only, I only remember watching that film when I was a kid at Christmas time. Never seen. I've seen like a, a Korean remake. There, there is like a uh, a Korean film in the last five years called The Tower, uh, and the same shit happens. Uh, um, on the opening day for San Andreas, a three point eight magnitude earthquake hit California. Talk about like going an extra mile to publicise your film. I know. Some folk just put like annoying pop up ads on IMDb. <laughs> No, we'll fucking trigger a wee earthquake. Just to, like, what's going on? San Andreas in cinemas now. Yeah. Get under the table. Uh, oh, imagine just Paul GMI get under the table and pray that everyone in San Francisco sees San Andreas. <laughs> in IMAX. Uh, I think this was a 3D film. I feel this was... Well, if it was in 3D, you'd have been motorboating the hell time. Oh, you'd have been getting motion sickness with that lassie running in her tank top going... Fucking hell. <laughs> Maybe we should have saw it on IMAX. <laughs> uh, Fucking boner tipped yeah. the popcorn or um, scattered over the floor. 
Any guesses? It's extra salty now. No. <laughs> um, Don't eat off the floor. <laughs> Any guesses to what the budget for this film was? Oh, fuck. It has to be $100 million at least. Yeah, $110 million, so it's not bad. All right, that extra $10 million for that earthquake. I can imagine how much it slips to cause an earthquake. Cost you about $10 million. $10 million for these CGI titties. There's no CGI, son. No, no. <laughs> you see uh, what happened to that boy in Baywatch? He got his junk caught in a bench. Uh, nah. um, do you think it made his money back? I think so. I did. This. I could swore I, I read somewhere that saying this was like the most successful like rock movie. Well, Dwayne Johnson film that he did like. Where he's not like where he is the leading actor. Ah, it's not like in Fast and Furious and all. Ah, it's not an ensemble cast, so it has to. Be. Uh, it only it only done one hundred and fifty five mil domestic. All right, well, it made, it, it, it made his money back. Yes, and it made a wee bit of interest. Had they made more foreign then? It took three hundred and eighteen. Okay. So it made just under five hundred million worldwide, which is not bad. Oh, definitely. If it costs you a hundred. Hundred and ten. That's it. You've you've three four times returned. Yeah. So not too shabby. You got one star reviews. I'll get one for you right oh now. Oh my god! Let's let's hope so. We've got some belting one star reviews. I, I bet uh, there will probably be a few a few to sift through because there's gonna be some cunts I just didn't like this. Yeah. Obviously, we get all our one star reviews from Amazon.co.uk. You could do your shopping on Amazon via Films and Swearing. Go to filmsandswearing.com and click on our Amazon link on the right-hand side of the page. Do your shopping as normal. And we get a wee kickback at no extra cost to yourself. I'm struggling to type the word Andreas on my phone. Yeah. San Andreas. So, let's see. Oh, a film that's got 1,512 reviews on Amazon. Wow. Fucking hell, that's probably the most I've ever seen. Like four and I'm digits. I'm assuming that most of them are five star thumbs up reviews for like, the Daryl's tips. Ah, it's not thumbs that are up, Michael. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Let's have a look. Uh, 47% are five star, and 9% are one star. That's it's like almost like a hundred fucking one star reviews. Huh? Eh. 139 one star reviews wow uh, let's see great CGI uh, a film to have on in the dot 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 dreadful story great CGI a film to have on in the background and look up at periodically to see tsunami through San Francisco etc etc damn I thought you was going to say look up and see it that it was tits just bouncing a bit I I'm I'm trying to look for a review just as perverted as ours, but yeah. Uh, let's see. There you go. God bless America. <laughs> America. Yep. Um. Ah, not as many like. We got one. That's what we're aiming big for. Big booby comments as I was we expecting. We got one, so that's fine. I'm 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 good for that. Yeah. That is a adult raging dog outside. Mm-hmm. That dog just squeal. <laughs> yeah. Did oh some fucking some kind just booted that dog. Had to. 
I'll just stab that. <laughs> I mean, why are I leaving that? The dog stabbed somebody back. Oh, no, it goes again. That's the way. Right. Smashes a bottle and fucking... I know. What's next on the films and swearing? I've been eyeing these be bad boys up. So, yes, we have ten folded notes of paper on the desk in front of us. Our next season is sort of just a, ah, fuck it, let's see what's on Netflix season. We've listed five films each. Surprisingly, uh, when I typed into Dario's tips on Netflix, nothing came up. Nah, 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 nah Baywatch nah. wouldn't be on there yet. Nah. And it, it can't be any of those Percy Jackson films because it would just be wrong. She would technically she be. in that? I think that's, oh, right. I think she was like a child actress in those Percy uh, Jackson yeah, films. Right, okay, yeah. So. Cool. Aye. That was one of those ones where it was like, Craig, you see the tits on her? And it's like, ah, you should be on a sex offenders register. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we've listed, kind of got five, four or five episodes coming up. We both have some holidays coming in, so we're going to bank a few episodes, record them in bulk. And then just take it for there. So, if you think like half a dozen actors die and we just ignore them, we aren't. Yeah. But yes, so we're having a straightforward Netflix season. So if you are a member of Netflix, you'll be able to follow along at home. Yeah. We are going to choose four, four, yeah. four films out of this pile of ten, and then just play it for there. Yeah. Right. So, so you get two. I get two. Aye. I'll let you take the first one. Right. I'll take this one. Drum roll. Uh, like, try to get the fucking plastic bags opening out of the shop. <laughs> I'm all thumbs. Blowout. Blowout. That was one of your choices. Yeah. But was that was that a John Travolta film? Did you say? Yeah, uh, John Travolta in the early days. Uh, Brian De Palma directed it. Oh, it's right. like a conspiracy thriller sort of thing. Right, so Blowout will be the first film in our Netflix season. I'll go for this one. Our second film will be Life Force from Toby Hooper. Ah. Karen film. Naked titties in that film. Man, titty season is starting off all of a sudden. I know. Blowout, Life Force. What's going to be the third film? Michael's going to reveal it now. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. One of those films I've always meant to see. You've never seen it? Never oh, man, seen I've it. I've seen it like two or three times. That's fucking good. So that <laughs> whole reason why I wanted to do this is watch films that I've always been meaning to watch but never have. Yeah. And final film. I'm going to go for the one furthest away. Let's see. So that's it. I've got two. You've got one. And it follows. Well, concludes... Our Netflix uh, season. Ah. That was the last pick of yours. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was your fifth choice. Ah, I watched that the weekend too. So, there we go. Blowout, Life Force, Tuckerdale vs. Evil, and It Follows. That's going to be our films uh, over the next cool. few weeks. <clears throat> cool. Nice mixture. Hello. <clears throat> some old, some new, some tits. And John Travolta. Aye. So, eh, uh, fuck, I think it's that. That's at that time of the night. Yeah. Where we get the music up and Stuart forgets the name of all the fuck to shout out to. I know. Shout out, actually, to our social media accounts first. Yeah. Follow us at FAS Podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just stay connected with us. 
Shout outs to Paul Loudon for the art, David Lopan for the music, Patreon subscribers, I was going to say Stu, no, that's me, uh, Kenny, wait, Stu. Ah, Stu McPherson, I'm t- thinking about myself, fuck off. Stu, Kenny, Mags, Carol, do you want to yeah. thank anyone, Mike? You want to thank those tits. So, America. <laughs> yeah. America. What are we going to do? We're going to rebuild. Fuck off and tune in next week.